0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Ray-Ray McLeod goes in orbit
2: motion behind Birdie and McCaffrey. They fake it to him left. They fake McCaffrey right. They throw
1: to Kittle over the middle. Five, touchdown, San Francisco. He looks right, comes left, throws down the sideline. Wide open, George Kittle. 30, 20, cuts inside, 10, cuts inside again. Touchdown. San Francisco!
3: Friday morning here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning. On Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, Brock Purdy, lighting the world on fire over the past few weeks. But is he the guy as they go into the playoffs now? They're set up with the NFC West locked up, but is he the guy? And, you know, that's what something I've been thinking about because, you know, was it last year? Was it two years ago? We saw a little Mike White do something spectacular like this. Is Brock Purdy Mike White or is Brock Purdy the next coming of, well, you know, let's get adventurous, Tom Brady?
2: No, let's not. Uh, You know, it's funny, too. Uh, Good morning, by the way. Sorry about that. Welcome into Coffee and Cream. 888. Six, seven, eight. six three eight. Six, three, eight. <laughs> Four eight, seven, six. right eight eight eight
4: six three eight. Four, it's like eight, eight, it's like an ad on seven, TV. You, you have know, to hear you, it five you, times. You know
2: what's interesting now because all the, the talking heads. It's like, hey, can Brock Purdy be the guy? What are we going to do with Trey Lance? Could you believe they hung on to Jimmy Garoppolo? So we start going through all this like flash in the pan. Yeah, all Only the scenarios a days and, and stuff. But you know what we what, you know what we forgot about Brock Purdy? He used to be Brock Tober. He he's a good quarterback. To, he used to be the guy at Iowa State. When he was there in Ames, it was like, man, he's clutch. They may get off to a crappy start, but boy. They'll you end up 7-6. and six. You <laughs> don't want Purdy getting busy late in the season. So he's got some gamer in him. I don't know about his overall talent, but I, I'm telling you. I, we got into this yesterday, Drew Down, when we were talking about uh, quarterback and the symbiotic relationship with OCs and product and good coaching. Me spending all that time talking to Sage Rosenfels. I'm not as enamored by arm talent and athleticism at the quarterback spot as as much as I was anymore because I've seen too many guys that had all those things that it didn't really matter. Now it helps to have those things, but it's all about the connectivity that you have with the mastermind behind the scenes. And I'm confident. It's, it's why I said I felt like San Francisco was the best team in the NFC a couple of weeks ago. I'm riding with Shanahan, right, because I think he could make me a serviceable. No, he couldn't. He could probably make you a serviceable <laughs> NFL quarterback to go along with what that team needs. They're so good defensively along that front. They're allowing Ward to now play because they get after the quarterback. The run game, a couple of years ago uh, when they were making a run, I spent all this time on Twitter, like, just going through some of their run schemes. Three pullers, pen and pull, trap, base, power. Like, the intricacies in their run game, and I listened to – Who's the, the superstar left tackle that's built like a house for them? Um, cornerstone offensive lineman, best in the game. Trent Williams. I listened to a podcast of his last year or maybe two years ago where he called it controlled chaos. It looks like nonsense like when they're going through it, but how, how good the schemes are. Fudge, I – <laughs> and I know I got I got one of our um, listeners out there from a couple of years ago when McVay and Shanahan were kind of on the same collision course and Shanahan was kicking McVay's ass and head-to-head matchups. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, who's a better coach? And He's a Niners guy. And he's like, what? I can't believe you've had the audacity to take McVay over Shanahan. And at that time, McVay hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. But in most, like, coaching, like, top whatevers, McVay is ranked ahead of Shanahan. Now, he does own him head-to-head, and I tr- probably trust Shanahan with quarterbacks more, but McVay did rehab Stafford. I don't say rehab. He wasn't that bad. Stafford still turned the ball over, but they were good enough to win they a Super They also built a super team there. Well, I mean, see, but I don't discount that. Like, you don't. Have you looked at the Niners roster lately, yeah,
3: well, yeah, defensively it's, is it's they're they're my favorite team to watch it's in football.
2: Pretty, it's pretty good, right? No um, Debo though,
3: at least for the foreseeable this week, future. Th- this
2: this this cu- this last couple of weeks, but he's had Debo throughout a right. ton of his. Kittle coaching. hasn't been Kittle's George Kittle, but he was also uh, hurt uh, uh, most uh, of the year. Again, when you're just talking about assembling talent, mm-hmm. the guys on the roster, he was utilizing really, really good. Now you could give me individual week by week examples, but. That's the same with every team in the NFL. Sometimes your good guys are playing, sometimes your good guys are not. Sometimes your good guys are in their prime, sometimes they're not. But their roster is good. So I just I look at him with quarterbacks because this isn't a Shanny McVay comparison. I I just I trust him. <laughs> I don't know about like late in games, but I do tr- I do trust the fact that his his rosters. As good as I've talked about how where they are top to bottom, they always get guys hurt. He always finds a way to function and, and be kind of relevant. And remember, they were treading water. You talk about a piecemeal roster five, six weeks ago. Right before they went on the run, they're like, how in the world are they going to pull this off? And he pulls it off. And It's like you watch him last night and I don't know. I, I just think I trust the combination. I said this to Arthur. Uh, uh arkish by the way i had a great picture on twitter last night with his dad it's fantastic i bet arthur doesn't look like you think he does
3: oh i i saw his photo it's when nice. we first talked crazy? to him yeah so when you when you hear him speak i, I try
2: i try It's, it's, it's not one to, of those moments where it doesn't correspond I, I try not to do that because i got hammered for that for it's, it's all right for a while god you don't talk anything like you look i was like well, what does that mean huh, never mind <laughs> no
1: <laughs>
3: good,
2: good Friday. I talk morning. like I got <laughs> hit
3: upstairs.
2: Good Good Friday morning to you, but it's like I trust the combination of Shanahan and whoever his quarterback is more than I do what's going on in Philly, and certainly more than I do in Dallas. Now, Philly can change my mind because Sirianni is not. Ha- is should be getting out of that whole whipping boy phase. Like Sirianni should start to get credit now as a pretty good coach as opposed to the quirky guy that hammers analytics and and, and doesn't play by the rules and is so you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he appears to be a pretty good coach and that roster is fantastic. And I love their general manager and I've kind of been hot on Philadelphia the last couple of years. They're just now starting to put it together. But man, when you watch them coach, what? Like, like, what aren't – they're just good, and they're physical. So, over time, those teams, I, I, I typically give the Those are playoff of, teams. You know what I mean? Those it's are playoff start, teams. Yeah. Well, you talk a lot about the 49ers, too, and for
3: one, Kyle Shanahan's play calling is unreal, it's somewhat un- unmatched when it's, you look at it, but he also takes a lot of things from years past and executes them better today. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the, the double pump fake play that you were talking about on Twitter. The, the, the double screen. And, uh, like, that's something that you saw in Bill Walsh's offense back in the 80s. And then you saw Andy Reid
2: use it recently, too. And you saw Shanahan use that play in years past, too. Reid is really good with those. So, and here's the thing. So, it's not just the and, – and, like, if you don't – like, if you just kind of glob onto to the obvious, you'll say play design. A lot of guys can design plays. comes down to execution. That's the thing.
3: That's the thing. No, he also had a lot of time, too. Like, the, the, no, the no
2: line off. gives Brock Purdy a lot of but time. L- but listen, though, you're faking the screen game. So your offensive linemen have to be super disciplined. They have to know what they're doing. You can't get any mm-hmm. ineligible men downfield. Then you're getting vertical in the passing game. Like, that's pretty good. That, that you have that's, to connect on all cylinders. Yeah, that's some Andy. So it's, a lot of it is the teaching, too. It's not just – I'm telling you, there are a lot of smart guys that can get on a dry erase board. Ton, I see – like, they're just it's, – it's the execution of what they're doing. And, again, I go back to that podcast that I listened to with Trent Williams, and he, and he called it controlled – Chaos. He called Shanny. Oh, he's like he's a wh- he's a wh-. he's got this big deep. I mean, he's not a low guy. He's a witch man. So, he fits his voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. He, he fits his voice, man. So I mean, good on. Him. That's a. It's a team I wouldn't want to play.
3: So the 49ers, Niners—is that your team? Your way too early prediction to be your I NFC. Just, I, I
2: just think I think the collision course. I just think the collision course. They're going to have to plan some cold weather because they're probably going to have to go to Philadelphia in the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll, I I like right now the the Phillies and <laughs> the Phillies. World Series champs. God, what what a year it could be for Philadelphia. Yeah, seriously. Well, World Series runner-ups. Um, yeah, that. <laughs> um so it's like uh, I don't know. I I like San Francisco and and Philadelphia in the NFC Championship. Now, who could play spoiler? Well, the Dallas Cowboys. Um but if you're looking for a true spoiler, talk to me in a week and a half cuz I'll tell you who nobody wants to play against defensively. And that's the team in Washington. So now they gotta get my sleeper team. They gotta get there. But defensively, yeah. Healthy.
3: Once you get healthy,
2: anything can happen. So like all anything. They're they're the they're like what I because Dallas isn't gonna be a sleeper or a dark horse. People some people think. Yeah, some people think they're the best team in their division. So that so that's not like but the commanders are the team that I think would be a true sleeper because they plan they can run the ball. Heineke's a gamer. I don't know if you can win with him. Sure. Maybe you can. I uh, I I I think how he's kind how much different is Heineke and Brock Purdy? Yeah. Well, Heineke's probably a more advanced Purdy. Purdy's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's only, he hasn't had the time. Heineke's played in some big moments where he's like captured the nation with his play, right? Yep. So Heineke is like emotionally a little ahead I don't you know we'll we'll get into the physical attributes later but emotionally he's a little ahead and you look at
3: uh, the Eagles Cowboys there in the NFC East and I you know I've made the case before for the Cowboys defensively but uh, I've always been riding the Eagles pretty much all season long mm-hmm. I, I mean They have the best secondary in the National Football League. Offensively, they are so well put together. You talk about Sirianni and just his ability to just step in year one and just make a a, a team that was good better. Right? You know, taking that step up, that just goes to show that the Eagles know what they're doing when they're hiring somebody. And plus, the work that they did in the draft to get A.J. Brown as well, uh, you just collectively made your group the best team in football, and that's why they're 12-1. Football, so, football, uh, football, you, Offensively, football, defensively, football, I still think they have the edge over the Cowboys and, frankly, the edge over the NFC, despite the 49ers probably edging them out defensively, but, you know, I could take it either way. The Eagles can be an overly successful team, especially if they're facing off against Brock Purdy. Yeah. Let's move toward Creighton basketball
2: tonight. Well, wow. Segway, none. Nice little segue <laughs> from one side of the tracks to the other. <laughs> I got what you did. You were talking Dallas Cowboys, right? hmm Mike McCarthy used to be in Green Bay. Green Bay is in Wisconsin. Marquette is in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Creighton plays Marquette. Creighton Segway.
3: Thank goodness you got there because I oh, would not fun. have. That's why
2: I have you paired up next to me. Oh. Hey,
3: no, but for real, Creighton men's basketball takes on the hardwood again tonight. They get a matchup, their first Big East matchup of the year against Marquette. <laughs> and something I, 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 I was reading Joel Lorenzi's article yesterday, and a quote in there from Sharif Mitchell said that that team is searching for more heart
2: right now, and I could not agree more. Well, we beat Joel to the punch because he got he got we scooped him. Well, I was just fortunate that I got a chance yeah, to you, sit you, with Sharif. You sat with him <laughs> <laughs> At, because that's that's what we were talking yeah. about yesterday. That's basically you're right. You're right. I should give you credit first. no, no, and no, 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 no. I re-referenced no, no. Sharif who gets to sit down with Joel. I'm just like. I'm just Uncle DB. We're just shooting the breeze. <laughs> I'm not really like – I'm not coming out with an article looking for information. I was just curious on a multitude of things because there's so many good players. And I, and I, and I always liken it back to what had to happen in our locker room some years ago where, where guys have to relent. Some guys have to step up. Some guys have to embrace a different kind of role because not everybody can lead. Great – this underappreciated. You ready for this hot take?
1: Everybody.
2: Great teams have great leaders, but they also have great followers. You you can't always be a leader. Sometimes you have to be a follower on a championship-caliber team. So sorting that out is going to take some time. But Couldn't um, agree more with I'm, that, take. I'm, I'm, I'm glad because I think it's under – we don't talk about it enough.
3: Well, if you want to be the Not everybody guy. can be when, the guy. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, when you say leader, you're not just – saying, like, hey, come on, guys. Like, no, you're talking about, like, I want to be the guy on the floor. (laughs) But you can't have three the guys on the floor. You have to have one one primary guy. Mm -hmm. You have to have Mr. Secondary. And then you have to have the rest of the crew that knows the game plan, but also can step up in big ways. That's it. Like, know your role. It's a role thing. And this team has learned a lot about themselves right now over the course of their five-game losing streak. I mean, for one, they've realized that they are not untouchable like many thought early on this season like I have said before early on this season and two they've got to dig deeper and find the will to win and that's where I think the line is set the bar is set for tonight you can't go into a matchup ever against Shaka Smart and expect to not be a bully on the floor and win this matchup physically because Shaka's teams are always built uh, to the extreme when it comes to physical size. Yeah, they,
2: they play hard. Uh,
3: they, they play hard. Fire and emotion. That's what I need to see out of this group. You know, we, we talk sometimes about Tominaga and his ability to, you know, get hyped up after a three. Like, I don't see a lot of that at a Creighton ever. I want to see some emotion in this game. I want to see that will, that desire to win.
2: And if it's there, then you can speak it into existence. Uh, it's interesting, too, because um, going into Marquette tonight, were you surprised to see that there's such a dog I didn't even see the line. Marquette is favored by how much?
3: Four, four and a half. Doesn't that seem crazy? Vegas obviously doesn't think Kalkbrenner's playing. Well, and I don't think he is either.
2: But that's that's too many. Four uh, points. Yeah. This that, team the, can really run it, and they do a really good job and, uh, of their perimeter capable. ball screens. Don't, don't be careful now. Don't. <laughs> Don't kick the sleeping dog. They've had a chance to get back in their own bed, do a little soul-searching, have some continuity with their coaches and that staff. Well, I saw four and a half. I was like, no way. But apparently the luster, the shine. They had the fifth best odds to cut down the nets in Lincoln or in mm-hmm. in, in college yeah. basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At plus three sixty, and they're going to Milwaukee catching points. Two months hey, later, I'm with you. I'm not. I'm Marquette. not making a
3: case that Creighton can't compete in this game. They've they've played in two very close games lately. They just haven't found a way well, to get over they'll the hump. Compete. So like,
2: they're not going to get blown out. But
3: that's what I'm saying. Like when yeah. you're talking about the line here, like four points is a is a lot seems to look like, at. Seems like a lot. I mean, that's you're you're asking for two, possess- two possessions here.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like.
3: Hey, you look at the keys to the game, though, and it, for one, it's rediscovering that will. It's winning the physical battle. It's anticipating and working through ball screens because that's what, that's what Marquette get, likes to do. They ton. like to set screens up high and try to do a, a, work with the role game a little bit. And then lastly, I, I mean, trust in your abilities. Mm. Scoring is obvious, and you know you can do it. Creighton, we've seen you do it this season and it's not finding the best look it's finding the right look Mm -hmm. you don't have to settle for "Oh, oh if it's not a wide open three i'm not taking it but if it's the best look in your shot clock i don't care if it's three seconds in i don't care if it's 20 seconds in take the shot and trust in your abilities take the shot take the shot take the shot it's like every what Basketball movie of all time. You Three, two, you,
2: and you keep you, people screaming, you take be- the shot. You, you better find a way take to, to match Cam Jones' energy because he's going to be a handful mm-hmm. for for Marquette. Hey,
3: online one, one, uh, Michigan Lance here what, to talk Jay's what, basketball. Shane, we're taking calls in the
2: first segment. What is going on? Why not? Michigan Lance, good morning. Ooh. It's Friday. Hey. What's up, buddy? Me likey. Hey, what's up,
3: fellas? How
5: you doing?
2: Good. Good. What's up, buddy?
5: Hey, man. You guys talk about Bronco Purdy Is it like the San Francisco 49ers are? Well, hey, yeah, they're the modern-day Denver Broncos with quarterback. So you had Terrell Davis. Oh, you're talking Davis, about the run scheme. Was Mike Anderson was the other running back, right, maybe Yeah. Yeah. Like you know when they ran the zone, uh, the zone offensive running game, like. Terrell Davis comes in with 2,000 yards. He gets hurt one year. And Mike Anderson gets 1,000 or 1,200 Like the, All they're doing is, is cycling these quarterbacks that are doing well, man. It's, it's more of a system than I think the actual quarterback play elevating. You know what I'm saying?
2: Michigan Lance, do you know who those Denver Bronco teams were coached by?
5: Right, yeah, his dad. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you got Mike Shanahan <laughs> with the running back. And now you got a son Kyle with the quarterback. Yeah. it's just rotating. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback for the San Francisco That team is going to do well anyway. They're built well, and their system is really good. So I'm not sitting here, and, and we're in this today's world. We got to elevate somebody right away. Oh, Bob 30 look at him. He's done da all. Like just said that about Garoppolo a couple of weeks ago, and then in the summer and then the spring, Garoppolo was a bomb. <laughs> so. It's,
3: it's, hey man, you can put BB back there. He'll he'll do some phone breathing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He said he he said he would put me back there,
2: and I don't know yeah, if I could I, throw a spiral. I, I just don't know, Michigan Lance, how many hits I could take.
5: Well, yeah, uh, I understand that. You know, so, I'm I'm
2: hey, I'm, hey. Be, I'm better in the gym with like twelve ounce gloves now than I am with a helmet and shoulder That's pads. L-P-Q-B? Yeah, yeah. I tried a oh, couple. I, I tried a couple of weeks. Playing scout team quarterback, I was the scout team quarterback when we played North Platte, and we ended up losing that game in North Platte. So that just lets you know we're bad.
5: Oh I'm at. yeah, you're done.
2: Yeah. It's time for you to hang them up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
5: exactly. Oh, uh, and then you got Creighton. Uh, are, you you know, they're, are you surprised
2: uh, there? Are you surprised
5: A dog? No, because here, here's the thing: with, where, where Creighton's at right now in their program. Like all those years, Creighton were good. Like they were the hunters right? There was no expectations, So, they would beat a lot of the bigger schools when they were in the Valley and then when they got into the Big East, uh, you know, you had McDermott, you had good teams and good players, but they still weren't like a national program. Well, you know what I mean? Like, to the point of respectability of, hey, look out for craig mm-hmm. Well, now they got the expectations of, hey, craig has been to the Sweet 16. Uh, hey, they're getting these good players. and hey, they got expectations now. So, Teams are coming in like, hey, they're the hunted. Like, they're not lacking on them anymore, as the kids say. You know, they're not They're not like, hey, yeah, whatever. It's Creighton. No, they're coming in to beat Creighton. So Creighton has to change their mindset with expectations of, hey, we're set to a higher standard, so we got to come and play every night and give our best shot because everybody else has given us their best shot.
2: Hey, let me ask you something real quick before we get you out of here. How, level of surprise if Nebraska reels in Jalen Lloyd after all you know Georgia, Illinois, Florida, Texas Tech, and kind of Nebraska being out of the mix that Coach Rule and company could come in the last two weeks and sway him. Would you you know the family? Would you be shocked?
5: Um, not not really. He's tough to. It's kind of tough because he has so many track offers. Yeah, he has more tracks than football, right? Yeah. And so, but I know I know he likes football, and, and it's a tough it's a tough thing. Are you going to go be an Olympian, or are you going to be a Division One football player? Man, that's that's a tough decision to make. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes play football for Nebraska. Not not really, but to me personally, DB, I think I think you go the Olympic route. I think you go do that, and then if that doesn't work out then you come back like some of the baseball guys have done in the past. There's been track guys who've done that, too. Yeah. Hey, they went to go do track, and they came back to do football. I, my, Me, I think that's what he should be. Mm.
2: Appreciate it.
3: Thanks, Michigan Lance. Hey, thanks, folks. Call in anytime again. And, hey, we'll talk more about this with Mike Schaefer next.
1: Yeah. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
3: We are back, coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. Um, I'm looking at the comments here, DB.
2: Our mics were still on during the break. I know. I tried to tell Shane. (laughs) But it's a good thing I don't say anything crazy. And and, uh, listen, I love Shane. He's been with me for double-digit years. But the only way that I will ever have Shane leave permanently is to leave a hot mic on. I can't mince words, I won't say it any other way, like don't do that. That's it. Hey, I I gotta tell you
3: though, I've done it before too, Shane. I I've will. done it before. Yep. Everybody gets one. Right? Figure it I've out. I've done it before. I get it. He he knows too. Like well, and I'm on I'm kind of on Shane's side. Why? I know well, I know it's bad because like hot mics, hot mics, right? But it is like the worst feeling ever when you do that. Shane, do you feel bad? No, do you think guys. Oh, well, now I'm on your side. (laughs) So this this is over. I tried to side with Shane. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you think guys like me just grow on trees? Ooh.
2: Ooh. I love the flex. Come back. Come back. All right, little pocket Hercules. (laughs) That's why I like talking to nice guys like this, our next guest. Mike Schaefer on the phone,
3: Nebraska football and recruiting for 24 7 sports. Mike, you're on with us. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, Mike, Mike J. How are you this morning? Is this too
6: early, or are you okay? Um, I'm good, Damon. I'm so excited to talk to you again on Fridays. I mean, it's been uh, it's been months. This is our first conversation for public Sh- consumption. It is. Right. <laughs> there's there's
2: there's the key because I talk to him about a lot of other things. Shafe, you know what's funny? I feel a lot like Shane. I feel like we're we in solder because you two are the only two that I think I can remember that have been with me from the jump since I started full time.
6: I think. Yeah, you inherited me and then you kept me. It was nice. It, you know, sometimes like you uh you inherit something, you don't really want it. <laughs> and you kinda like discard it. Or you do the thing where you like you know, you're gonna keep it for a month or two and decide on it but then you're gonna get rid of it anyway hey. you, know, uh, you know i appreciate
2: it. hey so you know what's funny i have yet i got a i got a new blackstone with a bigger what do you call the surface area <laughs> yeah 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 Shafe i've had it for i'm afraid to tell you this but keep in mind it was football season i didn't have time. And I couldn't. I can't put it on my back deck until I get rid of something. I I don't know who made those rules. Obviously not me. I have to get rid of something to get it out there. But I. It's still in the box. Yeah. Can you believe
6: but it? Look, I I can't. Like I, uh, <laughs> I I can believe it. It's been a really busy fall. Like it's you know, and it's it's continuing on to being a, a fairly busy. Uh, winter right now too, but there's just a lot going on. I can believe it. It is. I asked you, uh, you took like a you took a random job in the middle of the- <laughs> <laughs> you know like this isn't yeah. uh, it hasn't been a normal last few months for you. Like yeah, you're getting a pass.
2: You see how complicated those renegotiations are going to be, man. I'm like kicking myself, but hey. So I, as asking Michigan Lance, your partner in crime, because you love to argue with him on social media. Uh, and, and you've, you've, you've followed Lloyd. It's been interesting, right, is how good is he on the football field? Is he just a track guy? Then all of a sudden he's slowly emerging, and it's like, oh, wow, this guy's pretty good. He has his top four set for three weeks ago. He's getting ready to make an announcement at the Boys and Girls Club. He doesn't feel well. He gets an offer in the same 24-hour span. He goes from a top four to a top five. Now, with Nebraska, they got Alvano on the hook, who I believe will announce this morning around 1030. But I think he's only going to do it on social media, so that one's going to be interesting. And, and believe me, I'm waiting with bated breath there, too. Are you surprised locally how quick these guys have gotten busy?
6: Uh, no. Well, I mean, I'm not because they've shown their work, right? Like, they think about it this way the very first in-home visit from Matt rule in the contact period went to Malachi Coleman. uh, And then he was, you saw Gunnar Catula the same night. So, you know, right away, starting with in-state kids. And then last night with Mason Goldman, I mean, he's finishing up with, with in-state kids. Like they, you know, the, the big thing, and and we've talked about this (laughs) across numerous different platforms. uh, If you're going to talk about it, be about it. and, so far, they they said that they were going to put the effort in the state, and we've seen that. I mean, they've had coaches out, uh, you know, not every day, but I would say of the majority of the contact period, I would say they've had coaches in, in high schools in Nebraska uh, a fair amount of time. And so they, they've, they've shown that this, is, this matters to them. And then you have two guys in, in Jalen and, and Tristan, and especially when you're talking about a, a transition class where they're a little late in terms of being able to build those relationships that you'd normally want at this point, those are guys that are worth, you know, taking a, a big swing at right away. And Lloyd got the offer, what, within 48 hours of Matt Rule being Nebraska's uh, named Nebraska's head coach, probably even less than 48 hours. Yeah. So they, they went to work right away and, and they'd shown that, you know, the, the state is going to be an emphasis. And I, I, I've talked to enough high school coaches, You know, in Lincoln and Omaha, and I haven't talked to as many outside of those areas, but they're certainly happy with how this transition has gone. And, and, you know, I think keeping them happy is a good thing for for Nebraska football moving forward.
2: Shave, he was so aggressive, he actually contemplated showing up at Gretna's football banquet on Sunday. to make another run at Flores, after he, Flores <laughs> after he got his dad on the phone who, for all intents and purposes, wasn't really interested. They kind of settled in. He's a super loyal guy. But for me, that just let – hey, where's that banquet again, coach? <laughs> I was like, well, let me ask. Like, I seriously th- – but I think at the end of the day, he didn't want to crash the party and make it about him. But I say all that to say they're competitive, man. Like – he used the term heartbroken about how the Flores deal has transpired. Like, they are uber competitive when it comes to getting
6: guys. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't come here to lose. And, like, I, it shouldn't be a surprise that he's he built a staff of guys who want to go out and win in recruiting battles. And even though they're getting here late, they still feel like they should have the opportunity to do that. They're picking their spots as best they can. And I think that's sort of the important thing is you have to know, you know, when to, when to cut it loose and and when to really sort of be able to push. And and they've so far, it feels like they've had a pretty good read on that. And with with Zane, especially, I think the big thing is just making sure that that family knows the door is completely open. Uh, And if things had, you know, had gone differently, they would have loved to have him in the class, but they understand why he's not. And they want him to know, Hey, if you ever need to go anywhere, We're right
3: here. Hey, we're talking to Mike Schaefer, Mike J. Schaefer on Twitter, Nebraska football and recruiting for 24-7 sports. Mike, Nebraska has guys visiting this weekend, one being Malik Hornsby um, from Arkansas. He's taking an official visit, but there's plenty of others there too. Uh, What have you seen on on that front with the visitors coming to Lincoln this weekend?
6: Yeah, I mean, we're talking double digits again. Last week I think they had around 14 to – 15, 16, somewhere in that range. This week, it'll be a little bit less. And it, it breaks out into three pretty distinct categories. you got your Nebraska commits already. Uh, and a couple guys that are going to be making their first ever uh, Nebraska visits. Bryce Turner, the first commit of the, the Matt Rule uh, era. He'll be up here making his official visit. You have sincere Sefuela. Seifuela. Seifuela. Um, yeah, I, I think that's how it's pronounced, or at least it's relatively. It's within like a the 20% threshold that I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be about. Yeah, exactly. At. So, uh, he's making his visit as well. And then you got Barry Jackson, Riley Van Poppel. Uh, they're going to be stopping in. Dwight Boodle, who's going to be coming with a couple guys from Florida, uh, and, and Corey Collier and, and Chief Porter's. Um, you know, Chief Borders, Corey Collier, they're, they're transfer portal guys. Molly be a transfer portal guy. And then, you know, Mason Goldman in state. You have – Great Lawrence, kid. Who, man – yeah, uh, Prince Uman Mielin. I mean, so you just got a, a really good visit. Uh oh,
2: did we lose him, Shano?
6: No, I'm I'm still
2: oh. here. Oh, hi, Mike J. Welcome back. Was it, was that it? Yeah, no. Hey, so <laughs> in, in our in our last in our last sixty seconds here, how important is it, in your opinion, or who are the guys? to re-recruit on this roster to balance out the impact that they've had every place else trying
1: to recruit?
6: Well, I, I think you want to try to keep A.J. Allen. I mean, that's someone who comes to mind right away, multiple years of eligibility. And then, of course, you, uh, you've you got some other, other guys across this roster. I mean, I look at a Malcolm Hart dog. He played for you last year. Uh, that's someone that he doesn't necessarily fit their size and measurables. But that's a guy who performed at a, at a pretty high level. And so, I, you know, I think you're putting an emphasis on some of the younger guys that have some more years ahead of them. Uh, but there's there's certainly some pieces on this roster that they're going to want to keep together. And I, I've been a little surprised by how few people have entered the portal so far. Yeah. Mike Schaefer, we
3: appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Mike J. All right, guys coming up next have a good one you too coming up next coach's corner with the next high school coach in the class a rankings that's mike etzel miller from millard north back with you coffee and cream in the morning on Hale varsity radio powered by currency damon benning andrew rogers and on the line right now mike etzel miller millard north boys basketball head coach He's a part of our Coach's Corner and the third-ranked team in Class A. Mike Miller, thanks for joining the show. How are you today?
4: Doing good. Doing good. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: Coach, this is awkward because I fit, it's weird. I'm like, ah, I love this guy. I'm always trying to talk to him. Then it's like, ah, I'd rather talk to him when it's not about the show just because – I've admired your work from afar, and now the first time I get to talk to you this year, even though I'm in the same gym as you a lot, is on the show. So forgive us, as this is our first hello of the season, man. How are you
4: feeling? Uh, Feeling good. Feeling very good. Um, Obviously, we're off to a good start, uh, but, um, you know, just the group of kids that we've got right now, they they love being in the gym. They know they we were just talking about it last night. How much they enjoy watching film, and uh, you know, I think you know what we've got. What we've got going here at Miller North is pretty special. I know uh, Coach Cannon's got to be extremely proud of it, and we just got to keep it going. Now
2: it's so cool uh, just from watching you guys for so long. Covered Coach Cannon. I actually way back when did some milestone games for him when he was at another school and another life, and I watched you all the time. And one of the things that I love about you is the kids your players they gravitate towards you and 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 as an assistant as you've been sometimes it's hard when you're you're with a legend and and he's got this 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 great personality but the transition has been seamless and everybody wanted you to have this job <laughs> but you're but you're so humble it's like but you had to be kind of blown away that it's like hey we think the world of you. This is your baby.
4: Take it and run. Yeah, yeah. We've we've got some amazing support here with uh, Dr. Behringer, uh Keith Malley, and then before that was Mr. Zimmerman and and, and Mr. Begley. But um, you know, they uh, just the you know the support that we have. Um, you know, when Coach Cannon was was here last year, he was uh, very very grateful and giving me a lot of responsibilities, and, and I think that kind of helped with the uh, the transition um, I think a lot of the players also you know kind of felt uh, that it was a good fit, so um yeah, just extremely grateful and happy and blessed to be be here and um, when i when I had the uh job uh, interview, I, you know I told them that this is a dream job and mm-hmm. uh, a place to probably retire so
3: Mike, not only did you fill big shoes but other guys on this team had to fill big shoes. Two, only two returners from last year's state championship team. Who stepped up in a big way? Who have you noticed so early on this season to help fill that void and keep this team relevant at being the best in the class?
4: Yeah, I think it starts with those two. Neil and Eli, uh, Neil Mosser and Eli Gath have, uh, have really stepped up um, in, a, in a leadership aspect. Um, along with them, uh, we've got some good seniors, uh, Sky and Pax and Jacob and Luke. They all, uh, you know, kind of as a group, you know, they they maybe lead a little bit more uh, by example. But uh, you know, those two, it starts with those two. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, Derek Rollins is also coming along very well as a sophomore. A um, little quiet. But, oh, very um, much so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when he uh, when he has a breakout game, he's uh, he's very dominant for us. He's, he's been very good.
2: Coach, it's interesting, obviously, spending a lot of time with Eli and, and Neil as our, the kids play together in the summer. Yeah. And I've watched them forever, right, since elementary through middle school. What, how easy has it been to go from filling in for the guy to being the guy? Because I think we underestimate that transition emotionally.
4: Yeah, I, it definitely because we we had a, a very senior led group last year. Uh, I think we graduated eight seniors. Um and for those two to to step up, um you know, we've we've had some conversations probably in the preseason a lot where um you know, you, you, we don't have any choice really. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you two you two guys have really got to come on. Um you know, even the seniors that we do have, only only two of them have been with us for more than 2 years. We had a couple kids that uh, and Paxton and Jacob and, and Sky both kind of transferred in as, um, you know, so they really haven't been around the program as long. So, um, you know, just having those those few juniors and, and even Cam Money Cam and Grant Arbonic have really, uh, you know, come on and, and kind of talked a lot about how this program is and how competitive it is, um, you know, even as a freshman all the way up. Talking about preseason conversations,
3: when you come off of a state championship – Setting goals for the following season are normally pretty easy, right? But not in this case when you turn over as much as your team did. When you or even um, the two that you were just referring to, the, the now veteran leadership, were going about setting goals for this season, was it as simple as play for the hardware? Or did you have to be more strategic and set smaller goals that focused more on the journey?
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's where we started. We started with, you know, we, we say a lot process over outcome, uh, you know, trust in the process, compete every day. But, you know, when when we did start talking about goals, it, there was no hesitation. Um, uh, those guys, it's it kind of been maybe ingrained in what what we expect here, and, and there's no way that I want to, you know, I want to lower expectations. So uh, they, they said it from day one uh, that they would – they want to be at state and in a state championship type of game, uh, so there's no way that I, that I was gonna, uh, you know, lower those expectations at all. So uh, they they set them, and we'll revisit them, you know, after the Metro tournament and kind of talk again about where where we're heading and, and what we want to do.
2: Coach, I, I again as I watch you from afar, your the excellence of execution. You always kind of demand that things be a certain way. And you carry yourself that way. So when I watch kind of the influx of talent and, you know, we're in the world of, of kids transferring and coming from different, <coughs> different schools in different areas, yet there's a way that you do things, that you like things to be done that have happened before you. How, how – careful do you use that strainer or that colander or whatever it is that you sift through when you understand if kids are going to be a good fit for what you want to do?
4: Yeah. Yeah, that is tough. Um, you know, I think it probably starts with, you know, kind of building that relationship and building that trust. Um, you know, uh, like, like I said, we've got some kids that have transferred in and being honest when they come in, you're uh, going to have to earn everything. And, and those guys have, have done a, a great job of competing every day. Um, and then you've got the kids that have been in your program since a freshman and maybe even played reserve and now uh, fighting for spots on the varsity team. Um, you know, it, it, the, the competitive culture here has, has been great, and I think that's kind of given us you know, a, a lead towards success.
3: You're familiarizing yourself with the Lincoln schools pretty well so far this season already, taking down two in yeah, the top ten, yeah. and now you have North Star on length. the horizon. A lot of length. This would be a good one. What is your expectation for this matchup? How is your group preparing for this North Star team?
4: Yeah, I don't know what's in the water in Lincoln, uh, but uh, I, I feel like every, team, every team has at least two, six, eight kids, yep. and, and, I, and they can shoot it not like they just play under the under the post um yeah uh, we've watched um watched a lot of film on a couple other lincoln schools too lincoln east is very talented lincoln high has obviously some big bodies and they got a nice win over lincoln east last night uh so yeah we're we're hoping lincoln kind of beats up on lincoln this year uh because uh, any game you could see a lot of those teams winning so uh with north star we watched them last night play burke and uh, they looked really good there too um uh, obviously, the two big guys stand out, but uh, even their uh, guard play uh, was was very good last night. So um, we talk a lot about keeping guys out of the paint, and that'll be a goal: is, is make uh, you know make those guys take some tougher shots instead of being two to three feet from the rim. Uh, you know, push them out to five to eight feet, and and see if we can uh, battle on the boards. Coach, with you know Derek and 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 Eli
2: and and Neil, it can be about kind of flash and dash, but man. Three quarters, you held Millard West to single digits in terms of points scored. You held Brian to 51. You pitched a shutout in overtime uh, defensively. Are, is, is there this evolution in terms of who Millard North basketball is, or is it just part of who you want to be and you're reaping the benefits of it?
4: Yeah, I, uh, I think from day one, I think we, we said, you know, defense is going to have to be our core um, uh we really stressed it uh, at the beginning of the year, saying, "You know, this is um, this is who we want to be." You know, it always gives us a chance to be in the game. You know, offensively, we'll we'll give you some more freedom, but um, you know, defensively, we're going to ask uh, certain expectations and, and hold them hold them tight. Coach, one last thing. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you got it. No, just one
3: last thing. You you mentioned We're fighting over you, coach. <laughs> you mentioned Derek at the start. Of, you mentioned Derek at the start of the show and how quiet of a player that he is, but he can be dominant to a, when he wants to be. Yeah. Um, you know, when you get into matchups like this one against North Star where you're dealing with a lot of length, a lot of size, how important is it for him to keep stepping up his game?
4: Yeah, these are these are big games for him early in the year. Uh even the, the game against Lincoln Southwest where he kind of had a um, you know, I, I think it was a put-back dunk, and I said the biggest part of it was when you dunked it, there was no showboating on the way back. There was no tapping the head, anything like that. It was just, you know, he showed some emotion, which is great, but um, I was very proud of him, of how he handled himself there. Uh, but, yeah, big games here uh, against a, a big team. He's got a great skill set of where he can step away from the, the rim and, and do more. He can shoot it from outside. Um, he's got a pretty good handle on on things, too, where he can uh, get to the rim. So, uh, very excited about his future.
2: Coach, you know I think the world of you, that school, the administration, uh, all in sync. And in spite of you bringing on Coach Mosser, I know you needed some yin to, <laughs> to the yang.
4: <laughs> right, that's give,
2: right. Hey, give him my best. He's fantastic. Uh, Dr. Berenger as well, man. Coach, always a blessing when you get to join us.
4: Will do. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate having me. Thanks, hey, thanks Coach.
2: Coach. Coming up next, let's talk bowl games. It's the season of giving, so we'll
3: give you our picks. I have sheets in front of us, and then we'll continue some fun with DB because it's doggy dog against DB on Friday. Uh-oh, That's fun. next.
1: Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning.
3: Hey, bowl games start as early as 11.30 this morning. And the bowl schedule is massive, as we all know. Lots of bowl games uh, ahead. And I wanted to do something with the guys here. I printed off bowl schedules. I actually left my place early this morning. Went to... Headquarters, as you like to call it, DB.
2: Bro, you only live sixty seconds away.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, I had to go uh, the other direction and then come back, so I gave myself an extra five minutes.
2: Uh, Can I say this real quick? Yeah. When, because I know you're potentially moving Mm -hmm. and on the hop, make sure you get a good feel for snow removal, how things dry, like ease and getting in and out of your neighborhood. It's an (laughs) underappreciated thing an underappreciated skill where does the sun set <laughs> right. i wouldn't am t- look yeah you, la- you, laugh.
3: you know no i don't because uh, the good news is my so car you, has i'm, I'm has glad you
2: left 60 seconds early <laughs> a couple of settings
3: right uh, it where took I can, me 60 like, seconds to and... stop my
2: car at the stop sign at the end of my block <laughs> oh, my <goodness. laughs> no. so it's safe to say
3: that they don't come in uh, well, I, at five in the, morning, well, as six as in the morning as you
2: know i'm a fantastic driver <laughs> right. do you pump the brakes are you a pumper Uh, no, but I, but I, uh, I'm not happy with my vehicle in the make. Like, I think they were just so happy to crank these vehicles out. Mm -hmm. There are some things to only have 9,000 miles on my vehicle that I'm not in love with. Well, for one, auto start when it's cold outside. Well, I've had three in a row. I've had three of the same vehicle in a row. Wow.
3: So you're committed. Are you bouncing away? Like, I know, I... Well, you drive, i don't know you I'm, drive a I'm, I'm,
2: I'm looking at all these signs up around <laughs> our <laughs> right. studio it sounds like i may need to make a change yeah
3: you may need to <laughs> you may need to hey but when we go through this bowl schedule i want to make this even more enticing for our listeners well why won't you tell me who's playing in the first bowl game well i know you'll know that but oh the actual players yeah, yeah. i can't tell you that well you I don't can, know. You can do
2: anything. <laughs> you think I can just you could take read s- people's minds? You could take snaps for the Niners. I could. But That's what you think. You could spar with Bud Crawford. We talked
3: about your frame. You know what? You give me way too much credit.
2: Oh, well, then I won't give you anything. <laughs> you,
3: you make me out you have to threaded, be. You have threaded eyebrows. I do have threaded. That is true. That <laughs> you is got one. amazingly long eyelashes. That is also true. <laughs> You, you're questioning my masculinity now. No, no, no you're, you're like,
2: hey, keep it going, man. I'm feeling good about me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's it. You're and done. And then you're going to just punch
3: me <laughs> in no, the No, you're jejunum.
2: done. You're done. You're done. That's it. That's all the good stuff. That,
3: that's all, that's, that's all, all I get. That's all I got on a Friday. Hey, well, we need to come up with some type of punishment for the loser. Something has to be
2: on the line. Okay. How about if I just, if I, uh, if I buy you breakfast? Breakfast. Okay. I'll take breakfast. Yeah. It's a, it's a nominal fee. You're probably
3: about a $13 guy. Yeah. It it was either that or I was going to, like, Goodwill grab bag you. Oh, but, hey, Goodwill is fire. Yeah, but, like, when it would be, like, we get to dress you for a day and you have to wear that. Oh. Like, you go
2: go to Goodwill, get you stuff, and then you put it on. I'm that guy. Full disclosure, as long as it fits,
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I'll wear it. Let's do that
3: because I think that'd be more fun. Like, what if there was a T-shirt that said, like, you know, I... I hate DB. <laughs> well, that would be a great t-shirt. <laughs> can you uh, imagine you wearing I, I hate DB? <laughs> yeah. uh, so can I can I wear that? No, cuz uh, ouch. I'm j- I'm just wondering. I mean, I'm probably the one that's probably going to lose, ain't I? Well, and and it would be perfect for me. Well,
2: no, I hope I do lose. You, we'll get you a shirt that says I hate short people. This dude is so funny. He said guys like me don't grow on trees. <laughs> guys like you don't grow at all. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ice. Get me that shirt. I, I hate DB. I, I So, I, full disclosure, I was with, uh, where did I tell you I was going yesterday after we recorded? Paisons. Yep, I went right to Paisons. I had to pick up a bunch of meat. He's holding it in the freezer. I have to get it out because I have some more meat coming. And uh, I, I dropped it off to this, uh, to, anyway. So, we're in there. And he, he has the greatest t-shirt game Of anybody that I know, not named Kendall Clayton, KLC, who was a DJ at a studio in my former life, had the greatest T-shirts ever. They were always I like a three hundred and sixty-five day carousel. Like he was fantastic. Didn't wear the same thing twice. But Verzal is probably one A. Okay, so he sends me this link, and they're not a sponsor, so we won't we won't Mm -hmm. we're not going to pimp them, right? (laughs) Right. So. He sent me the link at like 10.30 the night before. And I was like, he's like, did you do it? Did you do it? The T-shirts were only, you know, X amount of dollars, $14 or something like that. And I was like, nah, it's late. You're you like, know, I'm going to do it today. Trying to finish up a show. And he's, I was like, why don't you just do it for me? Like, just tell, like, can I just tell you what to do and we'll use your thing because I don't know where to search. And so he looked at the text exchange and he's like, I can't, like, can you do anything on your own? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, just do it. So he's working. He's telling everybody what to do. They got like 200 pies going out. It's like 10:50, mm-hmm. right? And they got all these pies made. So I get on this website, and let's just say OCD kicked in, and I maybe purchased a T-shirt or for 30 bucks. No, I was just. They were like 12 dollars.
3: But I thought Somewhere I thought the 14. deal. I thought the deal was cash by the time you.
2: So. Oh. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I jumped the gun. (laughs) So X amount of things were ordered and we got ready to check out and he goes, well, well, I'm maxed out. I got some stuff on order. This one's on you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, man. I forgot my wallet. I
2: wanted to fight. It was just like, so I'm yelling. In a place of business with another grown man. I was like, <laughs> I need to grow up. I'm so, yelling. So T-shirts, are, I'll wear it. I'll wear it. But it has to fit. Do you want to do the Goodwill grab? Shane shops at the Goodwill, so it's not a big deal to him. Uh, well, what's more of a punishment? Running across the
3: street like he did one time? <laughs> well, he made a lot of money. <laughs> he, right. made 40, he made 40 bucks made cash. <laughs> I do a lot of things for $40. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's do breakfast. Breakfast. Okay. Pay for breakfast. That's what it is. I'm writing it down. I mean. Lock it in.
2: Shane, close the vault. Lock it in. I've got, so full disclosure, it's easy, especially if you lose. Remember when I ran to get you guys breakfast mm-hmm. the other day? So the extra was two things. Something that normal people could eat in a day or a sitting. <laughs> right. Shane, how long did it take you to finish that breakfast? How many days? Uh, two days
3: that's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe maybe Shane's punishment is he has to finish it on
2: the day. <laughs> uh, my point is it'll be easy cuz Right. All right, d- breakfast. You good d- for breakfast? This dude can't eat. I don't even know what we're doing here. We're
3: picking teams. Dude, I got to you, tell Doc Sadler? Me. My sisters never watch football and they beat me every year cuz all they do is choose based on colors and mascots. You know so what you I can lo- do you that too. You know what I love
2: about you. What's up? You love your family. I do. You Big talk about guy. them a I ton. Like that's that's me too. Yeah, Shane, you ready? You can do it. Yeah, let's go. Let's lead it off.
3: Right. Let's do a little snake action here. But we're just gonna fly through these because because well, there's 25, 30 games on this I list. I can't
2: even believe we're doing this. We are. I was so mad at you, and you wouldn't even let me off the hook. Nope, I'm I'm not letting anybody budge. <laughs> what did you tell me? The I fought it a couple of minutes ago, and you go. <laughs> I said I'm not doing that. And you I, go, I said
3: you're doing whatever. I yeah, saying, I'm
2: telling you, we're doing. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> I said, if I start talking about it, we're doing it. It was your delivery. <laughs> I felt like you kind of sandbagged me. Well, it was it, like a Jedi mind trick. It was like we, we're sarcastic toward each other. You're like, no, you're doing it. I was like,
3: oh, he kind of snapped. I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're doing I, it. I don't want conflict. I, I'm
2: going first, UAB.
3: Wait, what's the goal? The goal is to just pick right. I think UAB wins Wins the first game.
2: So do we have to go in order? Mm-hmm. I, w- okay, so... Um, I'll take Troy.
3: Can I do that? Well, I was thinking we would do like everybody pick the same game and then we go down the list, or are we just alternating games? No, I'll take UAB. Okay. Shane? Uh, UAB. All right. DB, go. Troy. Shane? Troy. UTSA. You're losing. No way. Shane, you pick.
2: Cincinnati. Cincy. I'm taking Louisville. Boy, no coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Why are they I- on this list? I like the way I like the way you're thinking, Drew Down. I like the way you're thinking. Let me look mm-hmm. at the line. I'll take uh,
3: line minus one in favor of Louisville.
2: It was minus two a little bit ago. Oh, oh no, I'm doing. Oh yeah, James oh, oh, no over, over here like, oh, I'm totally going to hustle. I, him. I will take Cincy. Um. The no that's the no coach game. Right.
3: All right. Jackson State. NC Central on this list. And my bowl confidence points,
2: this would be my number one play. In regards to Jackson State? Yes. Give me Jackson State. Jane? Uh NC.
3: I'm taking Jackson State too. I'm going what? BYU next game. Wait. Did Yeah, Are I you? heard him. I heard him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wanna just you wanna just keep going or you wanna you wanna address it?
2: No, it's fine. You're taking BYU?
3: Yep, BYU. Jackson State, two touchdown favorites.
2: I will take,
3: what's the line? In BYU? Yeah. It's uh, off the board. I believe they are plus four, BYU, plus four, SMU minus four.
2: Hoo-wee.
3: Give me SMU. SMU. BYU. Fresno State, Washington State. I'm taking Fresno State. That's what I'm doing. Yep. Southern Miss Rice, Shane. Southern Miss. That's what I'm going.
2: Uh, I will take Southern Miss. Give me Oregon State against Florida. Going
3: out on a limb? <laughs> you think? Aren't they like ten point favorites? Yeah, I'll take Oregon State. <laughs> uh, Beavers. Of, um, of course.
2: Of course. It's Cuddlebug over there. <laughs> uh, give me give me
3: Boise. I've taken Boise, too. Sure. I'll take
2: that. Boise State. We are. Oh, for sure. Matthew McConaughey all day. Mm-hmm. Lincoln lawyer, by the way. Shane? Mm-hmm. All right, fine, Marshall. Shane, your pick. Eastern Michigan, San Jose State. This will be great. Uh hold on, I got to see what D's getting here. You have to see what? Dude, that was my mom. <laughs> you can't do that. She's the one helping me. <laughs> Just
3: cold-blooded.
2: He so, said it so casual too. Hey, hold on. I got to see what D's doing there. <laughs> and you go, what? <laughs> and I had to take a double take. I was like. That uh, that she t-? says Eastern Michigan. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm calling her, too, right after this. Um, did I say? I took San Jose State. Um, Shane, that's a. Gosh, we have to be different at some point. I got to beat Do Drew down. Um, Give me Eastern Michigan. I'll take liquid Shano. It's unfortunate. I'm going Liberty next game. Uh, Give me – oh, I'm for sure going Toledo. Team Liberty. Uh, Liberty. Give you freedom or death, Shane? Mm, No. Who do you got next game? South Alabama, Western Kentucky. Oh, the Jaguars. Give me uh,
3: South Alabama. I'm riding that train too. Yeah, I'll go with that. Shaner, Air Force or Baylor? Um, Baylor. That's what I got.
2: Baylor. On my front, too. The line sucks. Five and a half? Mm-hmm. God, that's terrible. I'd play Air Force ATS. Uh, but outright winner? Yeah, outright winner. <laughs> <laughs> Air
3: Force, what, nine and three this year?
2: Give me Dave Miranda. He's a philosopher. Mm-hmm. The art of war. Yep.
3: Houston, Louisiana.
2: Uh, it, cougar bait. Give me Houston. Houston.
3: I'm taking Louisiana. Good for you. Raging Cajuns. Um, All right. It's
2: it's not about food. Hey, we're just
3: going to go down the list now because this could take forever. We're just going to say it at the same time. Okay. All right. Mizzou, Wake Forest.
2: Mizzou. Mizzou. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Middle Tennessee State, San Diego State. San Diego Diego State.
3: Okay. New Mexico State, Bowling Green. Bowling 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 Green. Green. That's what I'm going, man.
2: Mm, Give me New Mexico.
3: Georgia Southern, Buffalo. Buffalo. Georgia Southern. Uh, Give me Buffalo. Utah State, Memphis. Utah State. Utah
2: State. Let's take Utah State as well. East Carolina, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. I'm going East. Wow, no Grayson McCall. Give me a – Give me East Carolina. Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. Another
3: game with two quarterbacks that won't be there. Uh, Give me Wisconsin. I'm going Oklahoma. I went Wisconsin as
2: well. Duke, UCF. UCF. Duke. Duke. Mm -hmm. Dude, Elker, not just a
3: basketball school. Listen,
2: they send something every day, and they put it in writing, Duke, and the mail. It's unbelievable. To I don't you? even know why I just said that. No, they—Caleb has not. He is right, an offer, yeah, but I meant like to you guys Dude, every day, every day. That's sweet.
3: I'm like, what the? Make an impression. He's got to take one more AP class, though. Arkansas,
2: Kansas, Kansas. That's my team. No way, Arkansas. It's my team. Arkansas. Been saying them all year. Go ahead. We should have used a caller. That would have been sweet. Give me Oregon. To to make picks for us? No. Yeah. Well,
3: somebody can call in. 888-638-4876. 4876 McCook County. Spirit of 76. Tell me your favorite bowl game. Oregon, North Carolina. It's Oregon. Yep.
2: Yep. Uh, give me old Miss. I'm on the lane train, baby. I will take Ole Miss as well. Shane, you on the lane train? All Uh, aboard. Yeah, now, not before. Minnesota, Syracuse. Wow. Minnesota. What's Tony White doing? (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Give me (laughs) the – it's not funny because I like him. Give me the Gophers. Made a great impression, by the way. Tony? Yeah. Dude. Florida
3: State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Florida State.
2: Wow. Give me FSU. Washington, Texas. Take Texas. Texas. Wow. Give me Washington. NC State, Maryland. Maryland. I can't wait for you guys to buy me breakfast. Taking Maryland.
3: Only the last person has to buy breakfast for the other two. Okay. Yeah, see, all you have to do is get second place.
2: I'm, hey, that's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be easy for me. You're a, big,
3: you're a big silver medalist. I, I'm a
2: runner-up kind
3: of guy. Let's thank, go. Thank God you didn't tell that to Westside this year. Um, <laughs> NC State, so that Maryland. Was, that was
2: last year. <laughs> Did I just do it? Yes. You guys are – that's fine. I can take it. I am the chocolate filling in the middle of the cream cookies. <laughs> but you guys are killing me, but that's fine. Let's roll. Uh, I chose Maryland. Did we get to that game?
3: Yeah. Okay, ucla Pit. UCLA. Uh, give me Ookla. I took UCLA as well. Notre Dame, South Carolina. Notre Dame. I, I love hey, me some Notre Dame. Do you want to make another joke here? No. Like, what's Satterfield doing?
2: <laughs> I got to tell you a funny story about their recruiting yesterday. Uh, give me uh, Notre Dame.
3: Notre Dame. That's who I took. Wyoming, Ohio. Uh, ooh. I, that's, that's what I'm thinking here. Um, it's a pick em. I think that's how it's listed. Um,
2: I'll go with Wyoming. Give me Craig Bull. He was just in town. Okay, okay, fair point. And Coach Solich is not coaching Ohio. Although I love Tim Albin, give me Craig Bull. All right, we have um, somebody on the phone, so Shane is talking to them right now, so we'll just
3: skip his turn. Tennessee or Clemson?
2: Uh, wow, the Battle of the Orange Bowl. Give me Clemson. Clemson going away. Clemson. Kentucky, Iowa. Oh, I love Iowa in a bowl game. Give me the Hawkeyes, even though I have no idea who they're going to throw the ball to. Who is Iowa going to throw the ball to?
3: <laughs> That's a great point. Nobody's there.
2: That's all right. Give me the Hawkeyes. Uh, Bama K-State. Shane, you don't love it, leave it. Number one. Cal, I, I, want it. I, for, I certainly take K-State ATS because it's only three. Mm-hmm. And they were just in town and they said a bunch of good things, so I'm like <laughs> But I'll take I'm gonna take K State. I took Bama. I just I'm not betting against
3: Nick Saban. Of like, course I'm not you're betting not betting against Bill Belichick. Of course Come not. On. I think they're going to win too. You're Michigan gonna be back. Michigan and, Tukou, and give me Michigan. I'll take Michigan. Give me Georgia. Take Georgia. I'll take Mississippi State. R. A. P. I'll, Mike Leach. I'll take Illinois. Tulane USC.
2: Oh, boy. That's you know what? Give tough. me the green wave. Going different? Yeah. Give me the green wave. I'll take Tulane as well. LSU-Purdue? <laughs> uh, take LSU. LSU. Utah-Penn State? Kyle, I
3: love me some cam rising. And then uh, at the bottom, write down your national champion,
2: okay. Georgia. Stop it. It's Georgia.
3: Hey Brian, you're on line one. Uh, we just went through our pickems, but uh, what's your what's your game? What do you like? Brian,
2: was that not scintillating radio? You had to love that, didn't you? He's like, no, actually, I didn't. <laughs> Brian, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, buddy?
0: I see y'all picking games. I was gonna say, for all the games y'all picked so far, yeah, I was gonna take... Opposite of whatever Sugar Shane, I mean, a Sackler Shane chose. Hey, did the you. Instead of the game that your mother chose, I know she's <laughs> from Michigan for now, see, I see, I, I thought he was on the right track, and then it got to that Baylor Air Force pick, and me and I was in the Air Force when I picked the Baylor Bears. Are you out your mind? B, are you are, out your uh, mind? I'm, I'm, you can't do that Sackler yeah, and Shane. Yeah, he, he called him
1: Sacker,
3: <laughs> not Sugar. <laughs> you're a child. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Brian.
2: Brian, we're not any better. We both took Baylor up here.
0: Only two people, man. All I know. Guys. I know.
2: Hey, B, let let me ask you something before we 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 let you go. I, because you're a Dallas fan, I know you. I know you hate the teams in the NFC East. Do you have an axe to grind against San Francisco too? <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, does that hey, sit, hey, does that sit with Dallas fans?
0: Here it goes, David. Oh, boy. All right. Eight years old. I'm eight years old. And my dad had went and worked out of town. Uh, he worked for Northwestern Bell. He went and worked out of town of Oklahoma City to install fiber optics. Okay. And I remember, I still hate Joe Montana. I hate Joe Montana. I hate the past. I hate Dwight Clark. The uh, only thing I like... About Joe Montana, but when I saw Leonard Marshall flush him out the pocket, Lawrence Taylor cut him off, and Leonard Marshall continued to come down the line and
2: put him on the bench and turn him green. That's how much I despise the 49ers. So is but that is that, like the, just, is that I, the one team out of division? So is who's worse, the Niners or the Steelers for Cowboys fans? Oh, it's, to me, it's the Niners. Okay, it's the Niners. Like I, when you talk about the Steelers, more I, I, I have a respect for them.
0: The I just can't stand them at all. I don't care. I'm happy we took Charles Haley from them. I'm happy that we took Deion Sanders. I'm happy that they're still mad about the championships in the 90s. So who care they won last time they played us in the in the playoffs? They didn't get no Super Bowl. But what I was going to ask you, you know, being a Carolina fan, mm-hmm. I told my son, if Duke ever came to the door, I don't know the police might have to get caught. <laughs> Cause it might be an assault. Hey, I, I can't stand Duke either.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm going <laughs> to hey, need – B, I'm going to need some <laughs> comfort throughout this whole process because there's lots of things that don't sit well with me personally. But talking, I have Tai Chi or something. But I, yeah. have, to, but <laughs> I, I have to support the
6: decision-making.
0: <laughs> You're just, right. I, I was going to say that to, hey, you parents, I just got to watch watching my son in eighth grade. It's the second year playing basketball, I know it's about development. I just want to say, all oh, you parents out there with your kid, get out there support your kids and see what they want to do, give them a chance to try every sport they can to see if they like it, and just be out there to cheer them and encourage them when the head gets down. But it's fun going through the process with
2: them. 100. Hey, B, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Thanks, hey, Brian. Like, and he kind of wrote Shane on the mom joke, man. Hey, speaking
3: that. of, though, so Shane takes Eastern Michigan because your mom texted in and, and told him because <laughs> yeah. she's a huge Eastern Michigan gal. Um, but, she, she loves that. But Shane, lo- just so you know. She loves that Lincoln Southwest Skyhawk green and silver. Just so you know, as underdogs, the MAC is 11 and 49 straight up, and that's Eastern Michigan. So um, you guys are out on a limb and the limb is uh fragile hey that's s- a bunch
2: of bs hey so to to, to land the plane about recruiting and whatever it is about duke and and k-state yesterday so i, I was talking to coach rule a, a good chunk of mm-hmm. the day so coach foley had text and said hey you know need to get a hold of my wife she wanted some students to get out of class she's a dean there so whatever short story long so he was in missouri in the morning Coach Foley winds up at Westside in the daytime. So, Caleb's got an open mod, so they're like, hey, we want to talk to him. So, he went – he drove back to Westside Uh because he wasn't in school. 45 minutes later, Coach Ruling and Coach Satterfield are at Westside. And I go – I text. I said, hey, why didn't you tell me you were coming? He said, we didn't know. We couldn't let Coach Foley get all the cred being in Omaha. We had to show up. They just had landed from Missouri.
3: Oh, my goodness. That's
2: the kind of stuff they do. Great story. Hey –
3: Up next, let's play trivia with DB, and then we'll talk a little more. Whatever.
1: Whatever. (laughs) Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
3: Back with you. Coffee and Kurt in the morning on Hail Varsity Radio. And as you guys already know, DB and I can talk for a long time. And when we're butted up against a break, we're not very good about taking a break all too much. Like, we have been. I'd say we're like 85% there. They're hard break. But um, as you guys probably heard, DB story cut off at the end of the 8 o'clock hey, segment because we went over. Shane, they didn't hear the story? No, so can we go back and can you retell what you were saying? Because it's really interesting. We were talking about Duke and how they handwrite a, a letter or whatever, yeah. something to you or to Caleb in this case, yeah. every single day.
2: Dude, it's unbelievable.
3: And uh, the story behind that, because so, you, you expanded on that point. I see it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh. it, it's 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 something in it it's they remind me of like so there's a couple schools that do that. Kansas is another that is very aggressive. When I was send something and it's from Coach Ferrance, it always says Ferrence in marker. So those are the things that uh, just just interesting subtleties, right. you know. Oklahoma's like hyping up the jump man thing and this and that, but it hasn't been very personal. But since they haven't offered, like, we get it, right? It's just, so we're just kind of playing through that process. But yesterday, and this isn't, like, like over time, and I'll, I'll say this full disclosure, like, over time, like, I'll, I'll talk about some things. And it's not to do anything other than give you context. So it's not like some sort of humble brag or anything. And I mean that, because I always say when people say, hey, I don't mean to, and then what they say next is doing that. But anyway, Humble brag. We were talking about some – Coach Rule and I were talking about some other things. And I said so about – I don't know, whatever time it was. I said something about Coach Foley looking for Jay at at Westside because they hit it off last week. And and she's a dean up there, so sometimes she can get kids and stuff like if Coach Lamangi isn't around. And so we were going – Round and round, and I knew he was in Missouri that morning. Um, and and so, Coach Foley is—he's great, right? He he shows up at Westside. He had the in-home last night with with Tristan, and and they wanted to see Jalen Lloyd because they're really trying to put a bow on this class. So Caleb has what they call open mods, where you don't have class, but you can go get help or do something else, or if you get called out, you What's, can leave. Like a study hall. So he had come home. He's like, hey, i got to get my other basketball shoes for practice. Uh, I'm going to shoot back. So um, Coach Foley had sent a message. He's like, hey, you know, looking for Caleb. So I text him. I was like, hey, man, you know, get get back to school. This is probably 2 o'clock, right? So he hustles back, and so they're talking or whatever. And about an hour later, Coach Rule on Twitter tweets out a picture of West Westside. So I'm like, hey, I was joking with him because before when he was in Philly, I was like, hey, send me back a cheesesteak. But at Westside, I was like, I definitely don't need you to send me anything from <laughs> You're there. Right. Like, like we, well, I'm familiar with that place. And, and I go, hey, I said, you should have you told me you were, at, you were coming to the high school. I, I was right over at the middle school at Westside Middle. And I swear to goodness, he goes, hey. Did know this is what was going to happen. We just got off the plane from Missouri, and we couldn't let Coach Foley get all the Omaha street cred. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I, la- I did just like what you did. I-, I laughed, but he's dead, right, serious, right? Because it's he's an sa- image thing. He- and he said something a couple of weeks ago at the presser and then and kind of the side sessions. He wants coaches on staff that will hit six, seven, eight schools a day because they enjoy the process. And I'm thinking he's going to practice what he preaches. He wants to hit six, seven, eight schools a day because after he left Westside, he was over at Gretna, <laughs> and it was, he's it was photo up. after photo. And that's kind of what he does. So I actually I. Th- you know, I thought that was, that was pretty cool. And, you know, Caleb said that, the, you know, they watch practice or some of basketball practice and toured the weight room. And, and um, he had a speaking event at Shadow Ridge last night in between. I, I'm, I'm not – listen, I, like I said, I'd rather be right than mm-hmm. well-liked. Right. So this isn't for hype's sake because I don't know how many games they're going to win. But did the speaking engagement at Shadow Ridge in between visit. in-home between in visits. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, talk about somebody that, that is you and I don't like doing show prep at at five a.m. and then seven right. p.m. because it's a twenty-four hour news cycle. Uh-huh. And here he is, just max. Maxima- he's a grinder. Oh. he's a grinder. And th- those are the kinds of guys he's hiring. And I'm telling you, uh, he just this just the en- the energy. I think of the staff is has been refreshing. So now it's not just. A couple of guys like Kenny Wilhite or or Genta or 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 Mickey Joseph, right? It's all of the staff has to be that way. Now, yeah, there's not
3: just one person that's like he he needs to be in charge. Yeah, of so you just so yeah, forward. so you
2: just don't hear like a couple months ago, oh Mickey this or Kenny did that or
3: Mickey because he's this great. Yeah, recruiter. it's, it's like, like no, there's twelve. There, yeah, there's twelve great recruiters yeah.
2: on this staff. Even like Terrence Knighton and and I know people are. Con- not concerned. They're curious about the recruiting, right, with he and Coach Ray and Even the questions that they ask and, and being um, present in, in terms of going after – because they got a he- monster weekend uh, this weekend with, with, with official visits. I'm just telling you, and it's not just because it's me, and I mean that, because at, at some point I'm not going to matter. And that's if you think it does now. Even post-recruiting – people that i know it's making an impression going forward like they're just and i think he fooled i think i think he's well aware who his staff's going to be um i think that's going to take you know however much more time but so far he is extremely impressive in terms of working his tail off which is why drew down I think it was so important for his family and wife to sneak into town and get a lay of the land to see if it was a place that they felt like they could function at a high level, knowing that her husband works his tail off. Like, that's part of it. Like, jobs were eliminated <laughs> for that very reason. Do you know what I mean? And then you couple that with the relationship, I think, that he has with Trev and... I, I think it's spectacular. I'll
3: say one thing too, DB. At the beginning, when you said, "By no means are you trying to come across as um, bragging that you have yeah. things like this," nobody out there thinks like that. For one, it's because they love hearing the story. Like n- these are stories that you know listeners tune in for mm. to get that insight from you. So never think like that.
2: Well, there's a lot I don't say,
3: <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. never think like that because. Yeah. Oh. I- we're we're in positions like I and I'm probably more on the listener side than I am on yours here when it comes to you have the relationship, yeah. like it, you you've done it, you still do it, and by having that, it provides perspective that people don't get all the time.
2: Yeah, like when I tell you something like um, he literally contemplated hitting Gretna's football banquet. But kind of worried about maybe being, didn't want to steal the You're show. You're not blowing smoke. Didn't want to crash the party. But that's, that's, how he, that's how they think because, you know, not only is it a Mason Goldman, Corvid demo thing, it's like I told you the terms that he used. And I think it's important because it gives you a glimpse into his personality. He said, the Flores situation breaks my heart. He doesn't have to say that for if like he's Matt Rule, right? And he's, and he's coached in the NFL. He's resurrected programs. Like not you only don't does ha- he not have to you say don't that. have to say things for f- for effect, and that's why I was going. He means it. Yeah, all, it's, all. it's not something yeah. that you say it just to say it. Because one thing I think the the media and and we'll all learn he's not going to say anything just to be saying it. As a matter of fact, it's just it's probably going to be just the opposite. Have good questions. Don't sugarcoat things, because he's going to keep it absolutely 100. Because I think it's easy for him to remember what he said if he's being authentic. So he's going to tell you what he feels. Uh, I, he's a I, realist. I, yeah, I, I think it's. I, think I it's also gonna be think too um, when you mentioned the
3: floors um, situation and um, other bits of recruiting, um, and, and even the point to where he showed up at Westside. He is somebody that strikes me as he doesn't want to have any regrets.
1: Yeah.
2: And, oh, great point. And
3: if he doesn't do it, he's the type of guy that will think about, man, what if? What, what if I would have done it? And, and you don't ever want to have what ifs in the world. Hey, to your point,
2: he's hip enough or, has, or does the kid say has enough drip, swag, to say things like, I'm going to shoot my shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
3: <laughs> he'd walk he'd walk in if he was single, he'd walk into the bar he's, and, and he's, eye up he's, the, he's, the prettiest girl there it's, and kind, take he's, his chance. He's, he's kind of sweating. No regrets. He's cool. Hey, coming up next, we have another great guest. It's a national champion. Stay tuned. Yeah.
1: Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
3: Man, I can't believe the time has already come to wrap this thing up for the week. Friday's show has seemed to fly by, and if you missed anything, we'll get to it on Morning Dump in our third hour. You can check that out wherever you get your podcasts. That's Apple or Spotify. And today... We're talking high school with Mike Sauter, so that is something to stick around for. But right now, we're speaking to a national champion. And a national champion that DB had no
2: idea was on our list to speak to today. Well, I was a little skeptical because he didn't feel well. He's just tweeting out pictures of getting on the bus. I'm like, he doesn't like us enough to come on the following morning, so I didn't take you seriously. Meanwhile... Here he is, head Yo, coach of great. Iowa Western
3: Community <laughs> College, Scott Strohmeyer. Welcome to the show, coach. Hey, guys. I appreciate
7: it. <laughs>
3: Congratulations. First off, uh, take me through uh, that moment for you as a coach and just uh, seeing the clock wind down to zero and knowing that we did it.
7: Well, yeah, I mean, gosh, it was, uh, I mean, it's an unbelievable feeling, like, I think the big thing for me, like I said numerous times, is just seeing the kids' face and the excitement that they had as it's winding down. That they reached the highest level they could, you know, of being a national champion with all the work that they put in. And you know, it's been ten years since the last one, so uh, it, I, it, I really enjoyed this one, Coach. It, it's, it's, I'm, um,
2: am First of all, I'm tickled that we got you this early, and you know. <laughs> Uh, how much I appreciate it, given how many things people ask of you. But let me back all the way up, because I was saying this before you guys played a couple of days ago. I think one of my favorite things about you, and there's a lot, is that you're super selfless, right? You're always talking about administration and your staff and fan support and all these other things that aren't about you, when you're coaching at this level, where the goal is to get out and to not stay, how important is that to have the kind of success that you've had?
7: Yeah, I mean it. You know, it, it is. You know, I mean, we're they, trying to get all these guys out, and um, gosh, I apologize here. I got well. Yeah, I know you didn't feel well. I didn't feel very good at (laughs) all. Um, But, uh, no, I mean, obviously it's important, you know, and I think it it is never about myself. It's always about trying to get these kids out to the next level. And and I think uh, just when you get them out, I mean, obviously that's a credit to myself and our staff for what we do to help these guys move on. But, I mean, if you start thinking and, and it's just about one individual or trying to uh pro- or or to try to jump to a new job or something like that you're not going to be very successful. You might be short term but you're not going to long term.
3: The best way to describe it coach was unfinished business for your team after losing to Hutch earlier on in the season. You come back out and you shut out this team. I mean, did
7: you feel any stress at all throughout this game? Well, I mean, I I'd like to say no, but I did, you know, just because how how explosive they were. You know, I mean, they had, they had a running back. They have a couple wide receivers that if they catch any pass, they can take it the distance. Um, you know, I felt really good with the way we played the first time. We just gave up really a long run, a long pass on a busted coverage and a missed tackle and then a blocked punt. Um, those are really the only three things that or three plays that we gave up, and unfortunately, we lost the game because of it. So, I and, and our defense played so well all year, mm-hmm. felt that we were going to be able to control them a little bit and get some pressure on the quarterback. And um, when we scored our first three possessions, obviously, I felt really, really good. I just told our offensive coordinator, "I'm like, let's not mess this up now. Let's just uh, let's be smart." Coach, I
2: listen, knowing Aaron Terry, your your D line coach and recruiting coordinator as long as I have and and some of the other guys on your staff he had a tweet pre-game that was a little I was like wow AT usually plays it pretty close to the vest but his tweet was subtle wasn't trash talking or anything he said hey you know expecting to do big things tonight are gonna put on a show and I was like (laughs) and I told our listeners before the game started I said with his character and how close to the vet, he's you know his personality that let me know that it was either the familiarity of the opponent, you felt good about your team, the game plan. He felt good in that something special could happen because
7: he it's just never like that. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you what, if I was if I was coaching his his position. <laughs> Yeah, uh, some things like that too. Because he's got you know, some dogs. There's that there's, there's not one team, there's not one team that ran the ball on us all year, and uh, you know we we lead the country in sacks, and he does an unbelievable job. I mean, we'll have nine guys that will play FCS or FPS ball off that group, you know, and uh, so I mean that, that that's that's where it all starts, and um, we, you know, I felt. Well, <clears throat> Our defensive staff does such a great job of breaking an offense down and and tendencies and I mean we had one where one of their linemen when he was in two point stance it's passed with three point stance it's run and and so we were checking you know if we were in more of a passing front and he was had his hand in the dirt, we checked it to a run front you know it so they did such a good job of preparing it to where their quarterback was saying, Coach, they know every one of our plays. They're <laughs> calling, out, calling out stuff.
0: Uh,
2: that's awesome, Coach. Let me ask you something kind of along those lines. A lot has been made, um, and there's some really good football played locally, right? Um, Northwest yeah. Missouri State, great program. They kind of play that odd front in a three, and you guys play great defense. You play in a in, in more of a four front, and, and I was talking to Coach Terry about it yesterday with, or a couple of weeks, or a week ago with about the different fronts for you. When you watch your team play, you always play good defense, and you're pretty good against the run, right? You never had a losing record, so yeah. you understand a thing or two about getting stops. How does the front marry with your philosophy versus, man, it kind of depends on what kind of guys we have. Like, how do you arrive at how you want to play defense?
7: Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people get into that three down front because the interior D linemen are so hard to get.
5: Mm
7: -hmm. Um, And we haven't had that problem. (laughs) Um, And like I said, the coach does a really good job of, of developing guys. Uh, once they get here and putting them on weight and get putting weight on, and <clears throat> so like for me being an offensive guy, Coach Blackburn's always been a four down. i there's times I've tried to tinker to get into something different, but we're, we we play sound defense number one. Fundamentally, we're sound, and teams are going to have to, you know, with quarter quarters coverage, and we got some variations out of it, but we're going to make you drive the field. And I think the only time, we've given up a few big plays, but there has not but maybe one drive this year against Garden City, the opening drive where they took the kickoff and drove it down the field. Now, we aided it with two you know, personal foul and a pass interference, but nobody drove the length of the field and scored on us.
2: Nice Rolodex, Coach. Gee, many Christmas. <laughs> 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 Oh, that is awesome. So tell me about as, as a – listen, you've, you've, you've coached with your brother before. Tony's in a role now. Uh, you, there's, it's about confidence and familiarity when you're letting some other people drive. With, with Coach TK and, and you're looking at an O-line, OC kind of guy, how has that managed to fit your personality as, as this team's kind of grown When knowing you're a good offensive
7: mind? Yeah, well, Tony's done a really good job. I I think so, and I've had a lot of very good coaches. Tony's probably, uh, from an offensive, like, pass game standpoint, like, understands it. Uh, He fits it from he don't care. He likes five-man protection, Um, you know, whereas sometimes some online coaches would rather have six-man to take care of it. And uh, So we we mix pretty good there because obviously I like to throw the football. We didn't throw it much this year, but I like to throw it. And he, so this is his third year with me. And I think he's really starting to, to get comfortable. He kind of seeing how, how I kind of want things. And, mm-hmm. and he brought in some really good ideas and changed a lot of the things that I felt we needed to change that we've just been doing, you know, the system that I had for, you know, 11 years. We had to expand a little bit in some areas, and he brought in a different approach and and some very good concepts. And I think it's kind of married well. Um, And and I've never, you know, as for o line coach, offensive coordinator, like I said, he he sees it not just hey, we're just going to run power, we're going to run power. You know, we're we're going to we're going to do what we got to do to win the game.
3: Coach, quickly here, just 30 seconds, I want to ask one last thing. You talked about development and about nine guys that are able to go play at the next level, most likely next year. Uh, is that why you do
7: it? Is that why you coach? Absolutely. I, I think, I mean, to, to see – I mean, I'm I'm telling you, after our, before our game and after our game, I, I didn't feel very good after the game, so I just went home or went to the hotel and I just took a shower and went to bed. It took me two hours to get through all my text messages – from when we got on the bus and, and majority of those are former players mm. uh you know and, and i think that's that's what it's about you know they they had a good experience you made an impact on their life and you know now they're going to do their things but it makes you feel good as a coach that they appreciate what you've done for them
2: coach,
3: coach we appreciate you thanks so much for taking the time and we hope you feel better too hey,
7: congratulations uh, coach
2: uh, and you know i think thanks. the world of you appreciate you joining I, us when i you appreciate you damon I appreciate it Thanks guys Thank you Thanks coach Great national champion You could have had tickets But because if you needed tickets You should have gone to We talked bowl games too Yeah we did Bowl games Tickets for those Red zone tickets Has got you covered Selling fun since 2001 Morgan Wallen uh, You probably used them For your NCAA Final Four You should have Omaha Creighton Husker Basketball NFL Red zone tickets Has got you covered Great location Right here in Omaha It's reliable and local That is a thing for me Got an A-plus better business rating. That means they're credible. It I love that, too, indeed. like this show. Visit RedZoneTickets.com today. That's RedZoneTickets.com. And we didn't
3: even get to volleyball. Danny Busboom, Kelly, how about that group Superstar. last night. Thanks for dump. joining us. We got the dump. That's next. We'll be back next week.